0: Right at the end of December 2005, a very serendipitous moment happened in my life, which completely changed its course, like you turned it in a a way that I'm so grateful for. Had this event never happened, my life definitely would have been a lot worse. And to be honest, if I was expecting this serendipitous moment to happen or planning or being prepared for it, it probably wouldn't have happened in the way that it did. And it got me thinking about these points in your business, in your journey, these, you know, crux points, these hubs, these completely different changes of direction, the person you meet, the event that happens. And I don't know if you ever remember hearing the story about the post-it note. Now the post-it note was repeated failed attempts at creating a new glue to make paper stick and it wasn't working and it kept falling off and they stick it back on and it falls back off and they stick it back on and it falls back, on, and it back, on, and it falls back off because that's frustrating. And then someone somewhere is in that moment of serendipity, you know, they're open, they're aware, something goes off in their brain, they go, wait a minute, this could be something else. And I love those moments in business, but you have to know how to create those moments or be open to seeing those moments. And I've got a few stories for you and I'll finish my December, end of December story at the end of the podcast as well. So you probably know that in 1492, Christopher Columbus, he discovered America. Maybe what you didn't know is he was looking for a new route to India. Because how do you know to look for something that you don't know exists? But of course, somewhere, somehow, he must have been open, aware, at least in his peripheral vision and awareness, of finding something new. Hence, the discovery of America. Now, Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin completely by accident. He was going off on his holidays and he failed to disinfect cultures of bacteria, When he came back, he found them contaminated with mold, which of course became penicillin, which had killed the bacteria. It was just a complete accident. But of course, you could come back, you could see that, you could think, oh, I've messed it up straight in the bin. But there's a pause, there's a moment, you know, when time stands still, when you're like, oh, what's this? There's the curiosity, the inquisitiveness, the resourcefulness in those little moments. And I think those little moments happen in your business and your life journey, maybe a little bit more than you think, but you need to pause, you need to breathe, you need to look at the mistakes, the failures, the, the things that went wrong, the failed tests, and just give yourself that split second to think, curiosity, resourcefulness, you know, inquisition. And I think you will experience more of these serendipitous moments in your business and your life. I've got more though. So, Kellogg's accidentally discovered the cornflakes. They cooked wheat and they left it unattended for too long. Uh, I think it was over a day. They tried to roll up the mass like they normally do with their procedures and uh, it it wouldn't roll up properly and it created all this flaky material, which of course is now the cornflake. And God knows how many billions of boxes. I wonder how many cornflakes have been sold the world over. Message me uh, in the Disruptive Entrepreneur community if you can find out How many cornflakes have been sold in the world ever? And I'll give you a free copy of both my new books when they come out. While Percy Spencer was testing a magnetron for radar sets, he noticed in his pocket he had a peanut candy bar and it had started to melt. And again, instead of just picking it up and chucking it in the bin, he looked at it and why is this melting? Anyway, that process became the microwave. And isn't that interesting, that split second moment when he could have just chucked it in the bin? A friend of a very famous actor insisted and pushed that this actor audition for a role as an ugly janitor. He said, look, just go do it for a laugh. Anyway, that was Johnny Depp. And of course, now he's one of the highest paying actors in the world. So if someone who cares about you, who believes in you, is encouraging you to go and try something, whether it's for a laugh or a bit of fun, an audition, a business pitch, going to a networking event or whatever, instead of resisting, why don't you think, you know what, why don't I give it a go? There was a man sitting on the sidelines of a film who was wearing a cowboy hat. And someone approached him and asked him, do you fancy being an extra in this film? You know, you're wearing the cowboy hat. You look like you could fit in a Western film as an actor. The man who was sitting on the sidelines who accepted the role as the extra in this film was John Wayne. So are you ever sitting on the periphery of anything or are you ever getting given opportunities by people that in that moment, it doesn't look like that exciting an opportunity. You know, it's an extras version of your business. And could it lead to something bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger? Because, because we are attracted and allured in business and celebrity world that, you know, you get your big chance. But actually, most of the time, the big chance isn't the big chance. It's a tiny little thing on the side that opens another door which gets a little bit bigger and opens another door which gets a little bit bigger which opens another door which gets a little bit bigger. And then two, five or 10 years through compounding of momentum, you become a big star and then you get your big chance. So, you know, when people say the overnight success that took 10 years to make that moment when Susan Boyle stood on the stage and opened her mouth and everyone was like, wow, where did that come from? It wasn't like that was the first time she ever sung. She'd been singing her whole life. So are you taking the smaller opportunities and not turning them down so that you can earn the right and jump up the ladder for the next biggest one, the next biggest one, the next biggest one? John Wayne doesn't become John Wayne overnight. John Wayne becomes John Wayne from being in the right place at the right time. And then when he gets the small chance, accepts it so that he can move on to the bigger chances. When George Lucas was casting for Star Wars, he wanted only new actors. He didn't want to use actors that he'd used before and he'd used actors before and thought that they were great, but he really wanted a new cast for Star Wars. While the auditions were going on, the agent of a now very famous actor encouraged his client to go on set and fix a door and do some carpentry work while the auditions were on because this particular actor had played a role for George Lucas before and therefore wasn't gonna be casted for Star Wars. Whilst this actor was fixing the door, George Lucas was quite taken by his appearance, decided to give him an audition. This actor was Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford got the part of Han Solo in Star Wars and the rest is history. I just love that story and I think it's got so many things we can learn. Number one, don't accept the decision that people make if that's not the decision you don't want it to be. Number two is have a little trick, have a little game to get yourself in the right place at the right time, the right position, in front of the right people. And then of course, when you get your opportunity, take it. A video was posted on YouTube of a very famous singer who only did the song on the video as a dare. This video got the attention of Usher, who was a huge sensation at the time. Usher agreed to be this singer's mentor. And this singer was Justin Bieber. And now, of course, Justin Bieber is absolutely huge. So... Have a bit of fun take a few gambles take a few risks put yourself out there you never know where it could lead this penultimate story is one of my favorites there's a very famous author who was rejected for one of his books around about 30 or 35 times now he was so sick of getting rejected that he put the manuscript for the book in the bin his wife pulled the manuscript out of the bin and said look give it one more go The author was Stephen King. The book was Carrie. And of course, now Stephen King must have sold hundreds of millions of books. So someone saved him. Someone had faith in him. When he'd given up on himself, someone still backed him. And I think that's a a great advert for being around good people. It's also a good advert for don't give up because the next time, the time after you gave up, the very next time after you gave up, could be your big moment when you grow your business or your brand to a greater level. So right at the end of December, 2005, I went to this property networking event. Now I'd only read a couple of books that someone had given me the week before. I was really painfully shy and introverted. So I hated the thought of going to networking events. I had quite a lot of money hangups. So I was just not really very a businessy type person. I was an artist at the time, I was all creative. But someone had said to me it was hanging my art at a gallery, you should go to this event, you should go to this event. It was nagging me and nagging me and nagging me. And in the end, I thought, well, it was only, I think it was 15 quid at the time. What am I going to lose? So I went to this event. I sat and listened to the speaker. There was probably only nine people in the room. I don't really even really remember what the speech was about. I was considering leaving. I walked straight towards the door. This was a holiday inn. But just on the right before you got to the doors to leave was the bar and i just thought oh well i'll just turn into the bar i turned into the bar i had these really rubbishy cheap VistaPrint business cards i went and handed them around i couldn't even look people in the eye and i didn't even want to talk to them i just kind of like giving them away like some kind of idiot and i sat at the bar and the last person i spoke to i bought him a drink i offered him a diet coke he was really grumpy at the time, I didn't even want to buy people drinks because A, I couldn't afford it, and B, I was worried that I had to sit there and talk to them. So I was really pushing myself out of my comfort zone. This man that I met there is now my current business partner, and we have been for 11 years, Mark Homer. And uh, we've done tens of millions of pounds worth of business. I've lost count, like 50 million pounds or more probably. And uh, we've got 700 properties that we manage and over 500 that we own or co-own. And you know, we've written a lot of books together and he's become my best friend. and I'll be his best man at his wedding this year. He'll be my best man at my wedding this year. And he taught me so much about property and business. And I think I uh, helped him with his personal development, his health and his mindset. And it was an unlikely partnership because we're very different people. But I'd been failing in business uh, for a good few years on my own. Failed as an artist, failed as a pub landlord, failed as an architect. And the only real difference then to now is him because I still make the same mistakes I make. I'm still pretty much the same person except I've probably learned a bit more and maybe a little bit more elegant, uh, less emotional. But ultimately 95% of me is the same then as it was now. So he's the main difference in my life. And were it not been for that meeting, life would be very different. And to be honest, had I known he had money and had I known it was going to happen and had I had time to plan and prepare, I probably would have been nervous. It wouldn't have been natural. I might have had too high high-end expectations. I might have put pressure on myself. All these things could have come into play that didn't come into play, but because I didn't know he had the money to build our property portfolio, I wasn't looking for it, therefore I wasn't desperate, therefore I was just being myself. And uh, yeah, it was just a, a great moment of serendipity in my life that I will be grateful for for the rest of my life until I die. So... Hopefully these stories have given you a little bit of faith that what you're doing is right, that you should keep going. I've got six points I think that we can learn from these. Number one is you've got to get yourself out there because none of these moments of serendipity and these, you know, that you're becoming an overnight success but in one moment, but from all the hard work you've done, none of it's going to happen if you don't get out there. Get out there on social media, get out there to events, meet people, go for dinners, go to openings, launches, charity functions. You've got to get yourself out there, put yourself out there. If you've been putting yourself out there for quite a while and you're like, it's not happening and you're impatient and, you know, your your faith is eroding. You've just got to keep putting yourself out there because it will happen if you keep doing it. Number two is looking for the good in the bad, looking for the cornflake in the failed rolled up corn, looking for the post-it note in the failed glue, looking for the penicillin in the failed cleanliness of bacteria. I don't know if you've ever heard the song by Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit, it's a very famous song and the the chords in that song are misplaced chords. In fact, most of heavy metal is misplaced chords. In fact, a lot of heavy metal is detuned chords, so out of tune music. So somewhere, someday someone was trying to play the guitar, messed it up a bit, missed the chord, made that sound and thought, oh, that sounds interesting. I might weave that into a song. Someone was trying to hit the snare drum and they missed it and hit the rim. And, you know, most music now in an album, it has the rim hit of the drum and not hitting the snare drum. And someone missed the snare drum by a mile one day. And so all of these little things that seem like mistakes can become art. A lot of art techniques are mistaken. Art techniques, you know, you were trying to do something and you didn't do it very well, but it looked interesting. I remember I was doing a painting once and I slipped on it and it basically all the paint that I'd, I'd sort of put up on this um, almost like artist spatula that was sorry, an artist um, trowel that you used to plaster. I was using that almost as my uh, palette. I slipped on a canvas. And all these lines made this sort of beautiful, curly piece of art. And I thought, oh, that looks quite good. Now, didn't monetize that, unfortunately, as an artist, but it created a new technique for me. So how can you look at what you're doing, the perceived mistakes, the things that aren't going right, and turn that into something magical? Number three, never give up. Now, assuming you're doing the thing you want to do, you know, so aligned with your vision and values, that assumption aside, never give up. Because the next time, the next week, the next month, the next year, who knows? None of us know. But at some point, you will get your break. Most people give up when they're closer than they realise to success and wealth and happiness and progress. Don't be one of those people. You've probably seen that image going around where there's the person with the axe in a tunnel digging for the diamond and he turned away just as he was a few inches away from the diamonds and there's someone above him who did that final chip of the ax and got rid of all the coal and a rock and got the diamond. You do not wanna be the person that got so close, but not quite close enough. Number four, faith that it will happen. Maybe it won't happen on your terms. You see, if you have t- too specific or unrealistic an expectation, it's probably unlikely that what you want to happen will happen. So faith that it will happen, But letting go and acceptance that it may happen not at the right time, not on your terms. It will happen on someone else's terms or the universe's terms or whatever. So being open to the opportunity, setting the goal, but letting go of it being so perfect and specific and um, letting it happen on the terms that it happens, not necessarily on your specific terms. Otherwise, you might chuck away all these great opportunities. Number five, it's never too late to start, but it's always too late to wait. So this big moment you want, this big thing in your life, and you haven't started it because you think you're too old or you think it's not the right time or whatever, it's never too late to start, but it's always too late to wait. Ray Kroc was late 40s, early 50s before he started his franchise model. And Colonel Sanders was where, depending on the sources you read, was in his 60s or even his 70s before he you know, got this special recipe out there for KFC. And then finally, number six, when your moment does happen, when that moment of serendipity, when the universe stands still and that little wormhole of time opens up for you to grab. you got to grab it. you got to capitalise on it. you got to leverage it. You've got to keep doing it. Never give up on it. Rinse it. Repeat it so that you take your moment. Like Han Solo took his moment. Like all the stories I mentioned at the moment, Justin Bieber took his moment. Because there may have been times in the past when you had that moment, but you didn't capitalise on it. And then it drifted away and someone else took it. Rob again stay with me here because I've got a gift for you. I get asked for these a lot and I thought well I'll I'll leverage my time and yours and I will put these four things I get asked a lot into a free gift for you. So if you go to tiny.cc forward slash Rob's report then what I've done is I've written for you an article on the top 21 apps I use to create the mobile lifestyle. I've written an article on the 14, my most favourite educational, inspirational, informative documentaries of the most inspiring people in the world. I've written uh, which ones they are and a synopsis of each one. I'm very well known for having lots of very specific goals, detailed vision values. So I'm sharing with you my particular document. I use a PDF for you. And also the fastest ways I know to make money for startup and scale-up entrepreneurs. So I've written an article and a detailed report on each one. I've put them all into one. And all you have to do is go to tiny.cc forward slash robs report. You get those for free. I'll never ask anything from you, spam. I'll never spam you, never sell to you. And then also once a week, I'll send you a new article or a new video, content that's a bit different that maybe you wouldn't get normally from the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. So I hope you find that useful. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything you <music>